This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Over West Side, everybody know everybody, right? I got nothing but love in my heart for West Side niggas, nothing but love. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles with Cadillacs. You looking for the fatty sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money. Yo, what up though? It's your man Jay Johnson, aka the Tinfoil Hat Titan. A.K.A. the Conspiracy Realist. A.K.A. the Technology Snob. Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text me with your green bubbles. A.K.A. I only debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice because all the hoes say, Jay, you ice. Young Caesar because you know you can't run without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. The West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. A.K.A. Jay Johnson, the crowd favorite. I toot my own horn because it sounds like Miles Davis. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man Dame, three underscores, three one three. The West Side Landlord, the pride of PA. High Chief Dame, don't fuck around. The liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite dame, and the David Ruffner of the Shop Talk podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for dame. And if you're speaking on dame, you better say it nice. And if you don't put the boss in front, then bitch, you're not saying it right. It's the honorable Judge Boss Dame and his bitch. Come on. What up, Come on, world? it's your turn. What up, world? It's the M-A-C-H to the O. M-A-C for always macking. H-O for macking hoes. I wrote that when I was 13. What up, y'all? <laughs> Saginaw's very own. It's crazy how I hate the sound of my own voice. But it might be the thing to get your lady moist. You know, I'm in the building, man. Yeah. I got jokes. I got jokes for days, man. Let's do this. Hey, hey. Let's do this. Matri, happy to have you back. Happy to have you back, good sir. It's been about two years now. Twenty two months. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast episode two twenty seven. Three. I think it's higher. I, I think we gotta check the count. I think we had like three twenty-seven. You feel me? Check the count. Right. I'm gonna go three twenty-seven until uh, until I'm proven wrong. Three twenty-seven. You all right? Put them kids to work. Was three twenty-six? Yeah. Now we three twenty-seven. The return of the Macho Man. You know. Hey. Uh, the return good. of the Macho Man. All right. Ooh yeah. <laughs> Ooh yeah. Now let me just like <laughs> Yo, the nineties is fucking amazing, dog. <sighs> It was. It was a great time to grow up. I think the 90s, so when I say the 90s, I mean 1990 through 1999. I think that's the best era in damn near everything. It was beautifully dangerous. I'm talking about music, movies, sports. Yeah, wrestling was off the No matter what. And whoever is your favorite something did something spectacular between 1990 in 1990, I'm trying to think about like all my favorite MCs, all my favorite albums. All of them. They definitely dropped between 90 and 99. And if I fell in albums, love with hip hop, like purely during that area, in that time, crazy. Like, King Dream Team, the Dream Team, bro. Fuck Tyson, like shit. just boxing. Period. Not even Mike Tyson. Just boxing. Period. Sweet Pea, Deion movies, Sanders, Bo Jackson, like. 
I mean, it's just a great time. I mean, I guess you can, uh, folks can argue I wasn't around for the 70s, but like the level that the 90s took it to was. Like, I don't, I think the most dominant athletes came from the 90s. I would, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like the ones that, like the ones that really like set the bar of like the goats, you know, it, like, you could talk about an, an RIP to Bill Russell. You can, you can hold Bill Russell in like a whole separate category. But like when I think about basketball and the goats, Magic, Michael, Larry. Now listen. All the 90s. I saw video footage of Bill Russell running the length of the court. Bruh. Court with four dribbles and slamming that bitch. And they was like, I'm like, look, we got to be rethinking that shit. They talking about, yo, the, the seven-footers in this era can do things that they could. Nigga dribbled that bitch four times randomly. He looked like Giannis out there. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I ain't never seen this before. Super. I think we'd be, mad yeah, disres- was- we'd be mad disrespectful to shit that we hadn't seen. Just how the folks under us be mad disrespectful to Jordan and them era. Like I, when, I feel you on that. When you seen... If I seen the LeBron era and the Jordan era and I say this particular person is better and you've only seen one era, you don't have the the right you don't got the you don't got the knowledge. Right. You, you know, ain't do the knowledge. Now I, I think I think two but two things can be true at one at one time. Like niggas can be goats of their specific era. We can argue semantics like, oh, Bill Russell couldn't have played in today's game or LeBron couldn't have played in the eighties. We'll never know. But like they're they're great in their respective eras. Now eras folks, is, is what I think people should just love and realize. Now when folks seen it all, so we didn't see Two and three eras, low key. Yeah. His age. But folks who have seen four and five, I gotta respect their opinion. Because you they know how good the field was. Now the great so you can always look at they they resume or they they highlight reels, but you have no idea how great the field was. Like I can't tell you that Sugar Ray Robinson was the best, the greatest fighter of all time, because I don't know how the field was. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can I know them good names that he beat. I just didn't see it, and it's not taking anything away from. Him. I just couldn't. I, I couldn't visualize it. Yeah, but I don't know I, if he was fighting tin cans or like fighting niggas that was really like yeah. nice in the ring. Here's an example I use: Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence Jr. Them the top two dudes, right? Right. I don't know how good they are because the level of competition that they fight currently is not as good as the level of competition that was in the two thousands. Sugar Shane's the the all them people yeah, who was fighting. Yeah. I knew what the field was. So the 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 journeyman, I knew that nigga was a dog. You know what I'm saying? Even though he don't got the same You you might catch him on ESPN Saturday night fights <laughs> and he he's still whooping ass now. He may not be able to beat fucking, you know, Kodo in the ring, yeah. but like he could still hold his own with niggas. Now I I I I've I seen the field and I know the field that these niggas is fighting. And they don't even got as many as fights, right? Yeah. So, Dimnit, like, I take somebody like Adrian Broner. Technically, he a three-time champ in three different weight divisions. On paper, that shit look good, right? And But... We know Adrian Broner was fighting bombs. I know he ain't never beat a fighter that, that had a winning record that we thought was going to win. Like, whenever he stepped up in competition, he's lost every single time. Yeah. He's fighting on August the 20th. Uh, we'll see what happens. Who's he fighting? Um... Damn, I don't want to do my man like that. Mexican guy. Damn, I can't hold. I can't think of his name right now. That's bold. Where to fight at? I don't know where they fighting. I think they fighting in Vegas. Okay. Uh, Pull up. 
But uh, like I, you know, I just know I what the field look like. So when people, if I can look and see how the NBA was during the eighties, during the nineties, we know what that field. Yeah, we know what that field was. People literally are saying right now that Jordan didn't play against nobody. They weren't born. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they I don't want to sound like the kids, but they went outside. Like you they had no idea how scrawny. good the Supersonics was in the nineties. Yeah. Like you don't know how good Sean Kemp and Gary Payton you and have no, Shrimp was. Like you, you don't have know. no idea. You don't no know how idea. good fucking Phoenix was. Or like it's a whole bunch of teams. Like you just don't know how good the Atlanta Hawks was. Jordan and Dominique would go fifty drop fifty on each other. Like you don't you don't have a you don't have an idea how good they were. Though. You know, I, I I happened to be uh, picking up some lunch this week, and that's funny that you mentioned it. Like, I heard some young kids talking about, like, how John Morant is so much better than AI. And I had, like, I didn't want to interject in the conversation. I just wanted to just listen to it. But, like, like you sound ignorant. You sound fucking ignorant. Like, you ain't never seen AI throw up 60. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't never seen that nigga bring back the all-star team down by 20 in the fourth quarter, him and Steph Marbury. Like, you don't, you just don't know those things. Like, yeah, you can watch some shit on YouTube, but, like, nigga, I was in the house watching the NBA on NBC and watching AI fucking go to work on Sunday afternoons. Like, it's, it's John Moran, I can't take nothing away from him. He's a great young player, but, like, nigga – I watch AI influence the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like with it's basketball though. At, with basketball, as soon as as he left Georgetown and stepped into the NBA, like I know tattoos is like a norm now. Yeah. But like when AI had tattoos, yeah. like that shit was a big fucking deal. But that's on the cultural side though. Shit but on the basketball, on basketball side. Basketball. John Morant got to give me a good, uh, give me about three more years before you can compare him to somebody. Do you remember like, that Reebok commercial where AI did that spin move? Yeah. Like, I remember going to school the next day and niggas was practicing Everybody. that shit in the hallway. Everybody. Like, thinking they could pull it off. When AI and Jada did that commercial together, like, yeah. nigga, that was. That was cultural. It, yeah, it was. That was iconic. Even though it was, it was basketball and cultural. So, I mean, I just need. John Morant is really good, though. He is. He is, but I just need to see more. Yeah. Like he, the sample he, size is just is just small. He only really got, what, two Three seasons? Three seasons. Yeah, yeah. the sample he size is just small. That's all. Um, but, like, if you, like, arguments like that, I'm here for like somebody was an old head uh, was saying like how the fuck does Stephen Curry have a better handle than AI and he said think that's ludicrous and I was like I don't know because a crossover and a handle is two different things absolutely because I really do think that Steph Curry handles the ball better better I, than AI that, that doesn't mean that AI I, can't I handle the ball I don't think Kyrie has like a classic crossover move but in terms of ha- I think he has the nicest handle hey. in the NBA right now Thanks. like Jamal Crawford crazy handle yeah you know what I'm saying like that don't mean I got a crazy crossover and sometimes we can we confuse but Jamal Crawford oh. can fucking cross 100%. you that nigga make you panties on the deck he gonna make you kiss the flow yeah uh but Perspective is really, really what we we get into. Like, if you don't have the full perspective or something, order for like, you don't know what the, what the field look like. Yeah, but now, like, when I also hear like Draymond in his podcast, he's talking about the twenty seventeen uh, Golden State could have beat the ninety seven Bulls. I just have a hard time. Draymond, who are you checking? I, Dennis Rodman would have would have fucking shut you the fuck down. Like, like, this like, this stop it. Like Dennis Rodman would have got you all out your game and got twenty five rebounds on your ass. Like it's before you know it. 
What kind of rules we playing with though? Are we playing today's rules or nineties rules? Cause I mean, even in today's rules, the the advantage is gonna go to the the the, the team who can shoot a three pointer further than you can check me. I'm not even going. You can't hand check me. Fuck it. I'm just going to shoot from. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I think today's rules are are a lot lighter, especially for score. Like it's made for scores. Like the NBA, the league. It's made for points. Changes rules of the game to make the game faster. To make the game, the make the way the game is is because we molded it that way. Yeah. The entertainment value of it. Yeah. yeah. And and I saw uh, Iman Shumpert on somebody's podcast talking something that I think made a lot of sense. He was like, the game will continue to change depending on who winning the championships. Like, you know, 20 years prior, it would have been insane to think niggas pulling up from 40 fucking feet. Like, you'd have grabbed a rebound, took a, you know, ran a fast break all damn day long. But, like, now, like, a nigga come back half, come across half court, you need to probably start checking them right there. Because, like, these young niggas is pulling up. These the, children are pulling yeah. up. Yeah. Have you seen this? Them, I forget, one of them highlight uh, real joints, accounts I follow. It be like Little League kids, they be pulling up. Like, first off, how your little ass get the ball that far? Right. Niggas used to not be able to get it from the free throw line. They are pulling up from half court. They strong, man. And they start working out. I mean, your your son knee deep in basketball. Yeah. Already got D1. D1 looks, so you ain't going to have to pay for college. Praise God. Amen. Still paying for mine. <laughs> Supposed to be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, you, you, are, you see in that game, probably in AAU tournaments, you know, the kids so young pulling up from everywhere. They have to though, because they, because I think one unfair argument is well, he couldn't have played in the nineties or he couldn't played in the eighties. Well, he doesn't have to. You know what I'm saying? He molded his game after the current NBA or after this the way basketball is constructed currently. So I see a lot of these kids. You know, we old school. When you get on the court, you don't start jacking up threes. You know, you go to the rim, start getting your form together, and then you start stepping out, stepping out. As soon as they step on the court, they shoot from half court. They shooting deep threes. So I, I see it. I see the games changed a lot from yeah when when we were younger. That whole he couldn't play in this era. I don't I don't be liking that shit. Me neither. I just think great athletes are just great athletes. Anybody, they would just tailor their game differently. Imagine somebody telling y'all y'all couldn't podcast in the fifties. <laughs> I'd be, le- be legendary. Wipe the floor. Yeah, I'd be King. legendary. I know Larry King. He's a fucking G. But like, think about Larry King. The nigga was how old was he when he passed? He was damn near hundred years. Yeah, old. Yeah. I'm just gonna give him an even hundred. Right. He went through so many eras. Like yo, he he couldn't last in this era. The nigga ninety years old interviewing Cardi B. Shout out to Vince Scully who just passed. Yeah, yeah. Legendary he, Dodgers announced. And he what damn near seventy years. He did sixty seven years with the Dodgers. I mean <laughs> seventy years with the Dodgers. I mean that shit is crazy. That shit is crazy. People don't even live that long. Imagine yeah. you working a job that long. It probably wasn't a job to him. It was. That had to be passed. You you, you go you. Larry you, King was eighty seven. I gave that nigga an extra fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> He's eighty seven when he passed. He but deserves. still, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like at eighty eight year, I mean at eighty six years old, he interviewing Cardi B. He interviewing Kevin Hart. Young folks, he was like and still having great interviews. Yeah, I, I study him. I took some of his questions. You know what I'm saying? Like he asked really good questions. You know, you know, I, I like interview styles where people just like oh. They opened up to Larry King. They, he make them feel comfortable, and people just want to talk to him. You know who else was like that? I was talking to some 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 of the young guys who was in here uh, doing a pod about 
interviewing and things of that nature. I'm like, one, you got to go study some interviewers, right? Because, like, go ahead and watch Oprah. Oprah got Oprah is Oprah now, but she, it was a hard grind getting there. Like, yeah. you can see her style changing. But go watch, if you really want to get go watch Angie Martinez. Yeah. She will get anything out of you and will do it nicely and never going to come abrasive. But when you go up there, you to to your point with Larry King, you're going to feel so comfortable. You're going to want to share that information. Hell yeah. And I'm going to do it in a respectful manner. I'm a, It's going to be a safe place for you to get out whatever the turmoil you was facing. Angie makes the interview feel like it's, it's literally just y'all in the room yeah. and not two million people fucking listening to the conversation. Yeah. It, she make it feel like it's two friends in the room and we just talking to Talking about what you're going through. Yeah, I, I don't like interviews where it's like a, a questionnaire type stuff. I don't like interviewing strangers or I don't like talking to strangers because if I don't know anything about you. Well, let me rephrase that. I don't like talking to strangers that I'm totally unaware of. Now, okay. we've seen people out online or something. It was like, yo, that should look interesting. And we have a genuine interest and we want to bring them on. We have conversations and it's, it's an inquisitive thing versus I have no idea what you do for a living. Let me just ask you some random questions that I, I hear other people ask. Yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite rap influence? Like, when did you start rapping? Yeah. Why? Uh, sometimes that may be a legitimate question that you want to know. But when it's packaged with the other go to, like, I don't care. Nigga. I like the twins interviews. For sure. <laughs> they because the reason I think they have a dope interview style is because it'd be people you think you wouldn't even care about like yeah. care to hear about and that's no offense but i don't know these people yeah. but they make you care about them and they, they get some good information out of them the twins got an interesting selection of who like the people they reach out to but like you said they get them in here they get comfortable they start talking the next thing you you invested in right. whoever they whoever they got in here that's a fact shout out to uh, the connected experience yeah man TC pod. Good good people. Yeah. Good business. Good brothers. Anywho, I love them uh, niggas. Man. How, how was your week, my brother? Week was cool, man. Nothing really. <laughs> so I got a chance to exact revenge on somebody this week. And you passed it up because you've been a better person. <laughs> I gotta pray I gotta pray about it over the weekend. Mm. So there was I think I've told this story, or maybe I haven't, but back in a previous job. I fired a friend of one of my kids' mothers. Mm -hmm. She is a terrible employee, but I also took a little. Can you throw her birthday balloons away? Yeah, I did. I threw. I she wanted ten fucking days off for her birthday. She ten fucking days off, huh? She need revenge on you. Bitch can't get it. (laughs) She can't get it. She wanted ten fucking days off for her birthday. Went over my head. Had me looking crazy. I fired her, and then she like. Press sexual harassment charges. Wow. Like she had a sexual harassment investigation open up at the job on me. What'd you say? Nothing. I never did. I mean, you know, I just want to know. I never. I never. Both sides. I never. No, you don't. (laughs) I never tried her. So, you know, I got a new job now. We hiring people and we got like a new hire class coming up. So I need people. So I'm going through resumes and who the fuck I see. Who the fuck I see? Somebody trying to take care of their family and their kids, man. Let them hire that girl. It ain't I, her birthday no more. I used to I used to <laughs> joke. I used to joke and say, like, man, I wish I could hire again so I could fire her one more time. And now look at God. <laughs> look at God. He put her right in my lap. And I'm thinking about hire. I'm thinking about just being a professional. Hey man, listen, man. But I had a power. School I had a power. Jay. 
Talk to him, Jay. Talk to him, Jay. Hey, man. You reap what you sow in, in real life. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta leave with good energy, dog. I'm telling you, man. It'll make your life better. I'm telling you. I'm No, not, that's all I got. Like, if you leave with good it's going to make your life better. 100%. Everybody deserve a little bit of grace. I just said I'm going to pray about it over the weekend. Yeah. Oh man, this weekend, the uh, last weekend, man, I went to uh I went to Atlanta um for a family reunion and uh man I had a really good time, dog. That's what's up, man. I had a really good time. A lot of family turnout? Yeah, I think it was uh ninety two of us. Okay. Old, man. You know. We like to bring them out, you know what I'm saying? The Macmillan family. Uh, man, so look, uh a couple things. Uh we had a you know one first family union is usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. But everybody, some people come in town on Thursday. I didn't know that the reunion actually started on Thursday this year and shit. Like ah, officially. So it was a day late. Friday, you know what I'm saying? But I mean, fr- fr- Thursday was like, you know, cars and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, I get it on Friday. We go to the, uh, the, uh, the cookout, you know what I'm saying? Everything was smooth. That was pretty much the only thing that was, uh, scheduled on, on that Friday. Um, it was hot as fuck. By the way, it was hot as hell. You uh, was in the south. Yeah, it rained every day in a and down there, but it would only rain in certain parts of the city, and then it'd be hot as fuck again. Humid as hell. Humid in the motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. And I seen some clouds that wasn't moving. I was like, nope. GMO cloud. Yeah. Uh, if y'all ain't seen it, y'all don't know. But listen. Uh, so Saturday was the uh, our banquet and shit. You know what I'm saying? And we got like an award ceremony, and then. They give out these awards, and the awards are named after some of the pillars of the family. You That's know what dope. I'm That's dope. So, what's the MVP named told, after? They told me that I was going to present the Rosa Lee Macmillan or Smith, uh, basically a, a award after my, my named after my grandma for the uh, Trailblazer Award. You know what I'm saying? So they gave me a little script to read, and then a little portion to you know. Tell some stories about why she's a trailblazer and the whole nine. That's yards. dope, man. I like and, that. Uh, which was it was it was cool as hell. You know what I'm saying? So, your grandmother, she's still alive too, right? Yeah, she in town now. Okay, eighty eight. Um, I remember when she left a message talking about she wanted to see that house. Yeah. Um. So, presented. You know what I'm saying? All that's good. Now during that time, uh, one of the cousins and shit was like, "Yo, you know, promote anything that you're doing." You know what I'm saying? I'm, you just got going on, too, because you never know what family be, you know, what but I don't like to talk about myself. So I presented the, you know what I'm saying, the award, gave him the, the medal uh, for the, 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 the Trailblazer Award. And I said, like, you know, my, my grandma is a trailblazer. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, 1819, she left Florida, uh, met one of the greatest men of all time and my grandfather, moved to Detroit, started her home clan uh, from Detroit, me from Florida to South Carolina to Detroit to literally uh, different countries in Africa. Wherever she, when you say her name, like she good. She is blazed a trail around the country. Hey Amen. You know that's what's saying? up. And everybody who was winning these awards had no idea they was winning these awards. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's even better. Yeah. So that's like a genuine reaction. 100%. And it was just so dope to have these awards um, named after the matriarchs and the patriarchs and their family. And everybody had to explain because it's a history lesson with it too. Like yeah. the reason that this particular award is this, and share a story about Uncle Carolee or Uncle Leroy, boom, boom, boom. So 
it's a whole bunch of awards. And one of my uncles won one, and well, everybody there's an uncle. You know? Yeah. But every, and everybody, when you go up there to to present, you explain where you at in the family tree. Okay. You know what I'm saying so. My grandmother to me is my grandmother to everybody else. Is they aunt because okay. my grandmother is her. She has an older brother who's still here, and it's really it's actually just her, her older brother, and then the spouses of the other the the wives of the other uh, brothers, right? Which is really important too because they've literally been there seventy years. Family. I mean, it's still family. Yeah. So it gets to uh, long story short, I won an award. Man, congratulations, and bro. That shit blew my fucking mind. <laughs> what award did you win? I, I was not I wasn't expecting it, right? Uh so and it's the whole little envelope that you go in there, you know what I'm saying? But it was the the Leroy Macmillan Award for um creativity and innovation. Wow. So after I, I after I talked about my grandma and then presented the, the gentleman who won the award, one of my cousins, he got back up there and was like, yo. Jason didn't actually say, <laughs> and he started he told me about the podcast and all the studio. So I said a little bit, you know what I'm saying, um, and then sat back down because it's, it's not Modest about J. me. Modest it's J. It's about the family, but they you was is talking the family, about brother? Uh, Uncle Leroy, uh, which is my 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 grandmother's brother, and um, giving a story about how he was so creative and innovative even before. Like technology was what it is now. He would make everything happen, whatever. And they say we, and it was like Jason Johnson. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> man! It was a really humbling experience, man. That's, That's what's up, man. And, you know, I'm like, look, I t- you know told him about some of the milestones we did with the podcast, the Charles H. Wright Museum, the, um, and stuff like that. But like, you know, this is a, it's not a it's not an easy task. You know what I'm saying? So like to be recognized. Uh, by people that you love and respect, you know what I'm saying. It just it hit differently. The it, most a, meaningful people. Yeah, yeah, and the whole the whole the whole thing was dope. Also, what they did was uh we got a um, a family museum. They got all the artifacts, all the everything. Man, where's that? In together, it was on display. Oh, okay. In one of the um, one of the rooms. Wow. Uh, for the whole weekend. And who shit. keep Who keeps it together? Well, it's some of that stuff is from all the different people. Okay. So they brung it, and everything was all displayed. So I took pictures, wow, and video, man. everything. So I had already knew or thought I had traced the family back as furthest that we can find it. So my my grandmother, she's eighty eight years old, and her grandfather was like out of that was the furthest that we can get back. You know what I'm saying? But like we found we found records and shit back to 1767, dog. Man. That's crazy. I, I actually that's, got a census from my on my mother's side. The census, I got a printout from it. My that's exactly great great grandfather was like three years old. It was a handwritten census from the eighteen sixty. What's so crazy is because some of the folks in the family, not I, uh went to Ancestry.com and did their genealogy and all that shit and it matched what we already had written out and what we already put together and shit. That's dope. My uncle, um, my grandmother's brother, his uh, birthday is February 24th. He celebrated his birthday on February 24th for his whole life. Um, officially on record when he went to get a passport or something like that, it was like, your birthday February 28th. He was like, it's not. It's the 24th. And it turns out when he was born, the midwife or the uh, the doula or whatever they called it at the time um, they couldn't decide what they was going to name him. And it was like, well, I'll just come back. She came back four days later on the 28th 
and wrote all the paperwork. Wow. Um, and that's why officially in the system of all the systems, his birthday was the 28th. Then he was like, uh, he was like, the further proved the point why I know my birthday is on 24th. All you had to go do is look in the family Bible because that's where we kept all our records and our family tree. And the, and I was like, you know what? My mom do got this big giant Bible. And like when all the records that people kept was in this giant family Bible. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, this is just, it's just so rich. You know I, what I'm saying? I got, I'm so the, I got the family Bible on my grandmother's side with where everybody wrote down in the, cause it has a family tree in it. And everybody wrote down like the names of it in the family in, in that section of the family Bible. So that's dope. So in the, uh, the museum, it's like, voter registration cards, letters that people was writing back from the war. And it was just, it's just a whole bunch of stuff that so much stuff that I didn't even get a chance to go through it all in real life. So I got, I took pictures and video everything. So now I got to go back and blow the picture up and, and, and read all these different, it's just, it's a lot, man. That'd be dope. I'm That'd so be jealous, dope, man. Yeah. I don't have that type of, I don't have that type of connection with my family lineage. Um, but I got some information. Up. That's what your children gonna be. They gonna be. They gonna be looking up shit from you. Yeah, you and I and I, I got a record over here in my phone. Every time I get to talk to one of the elders, I'm I'm asking questions. So what city they were born in? And all, I got all this information. Also, in my phone. that innovation because last three years ago when we was to Florida and uh, we had it and uh, I was taping everything and getting information from elders and stuff and that you know. Along with I remember you was doing interviews yeah. with, your, with the with the elders in your family. You know, creativity, innovation, shit like that. Yeah, man. Who knew they was watching? Mm. I was just doing it because, you know. That's what you do. It need to be done. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, man, I had a, a great time. Uh, my grandma came in. We threw my grandmother a, 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 a family reunion, like, 2012 or so, because she got enough branches and, and, and trees and shit. So, we put some a last-minute shit to she came in town on a yesterday and we're gonna do something tomorrow we got some folks coming. that's crazy one one day one day my kids and they kids will throw something and all these branches came from this dick <laughs> all these generations of bradley yeah came from your mothers too yeah well that shit is important i did the heavy lifting i don't i don't never want that to be lost in history i did i did the heavy lifting it was it was it was premium sperm i did it all right it came from me I'll let you have that, Dave. <laughs> I'll let you have that. Uh, Bunch, how was your week, man? Man, I was just ready to get to the weekend. I'm ready to get to the weekend. I've been so excited to come back. How many people did you home. marry this week? That like, sounds like a wild question. Five. <laughs> five couples. Okay. Five couples. Yeah. Cool couples, too. I love what I do. You got That's to. why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I'm in town. I'm marrying Man, I'm just, I was always interested. How do you even fall into something like that where I'm just going to be marrying people? Honestly, hard times, man. <laughs> so my cousin, he worked at the chapel and he was like, cuz, he worked in the video department, but he was like, cuz, you can do this. This is something you definitely could do. I kind of blew it off for a while, but I came back around to it. I'm like, okay, so what I need to do? So I went through what I need to do to get licensed and everything. And it's like, it's been great. I love it. I should probably do it more. Yes, you should, bro. Um, I don't just make it like a weekend thing. Yeah, a couple on the weekend here and mm-hmm. shit. I mean, it's it's some past. I've been I've been trying to I've been looking at a whole bunch of shit just about you know grabbing some passive passive income here 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 because all that shit adds up. Facts. Um. So yeah, I think I might. You feel me? A couple times a month or something. 
one or two weekends a month at least. You know what I mean? Knock a couple out. You know, $100, $200, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you also make great contacts doing it because people there, they always want your card. They want to reach out to you. and It's an opportunity to also market what else you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. All right, man. So, look, man, we got some some, some wild shit that's going on this this week um, in the world, in the ethos um, that I did want to talk about. Um this this bill, HR eighteen oh eight, niggas trying to get rid of guns and shit. You know what I'm saying? It passed the the house. Hopefully it don't get passed the Senate. But I just wanna I just I don't I don't think people understand what's really going on and like how important it is for us to have Guns? Guns in real life. Um, and they passing laws that's going to say you can't have a gun with a magazine with more than 10 rounds. Like, nigga, my, my Glock got more than 10 rounds. Everything is up a revolver. And what's going this is what's going to end up happening. Let's say this passed a quote unquote assault weapons ban pass and high capacity magazine pass and all that shit. What's going to happen is that's going to run for a good two or three years or whatever. And they're going to look at the murder rate and all the violence and it's not going to stop. They was like, you know what? We need to do handguns. And then all your shit is gone. Right. Now, this is not me just thinking in my own little brain and seeing how this possibly could turn out. This is how the exact same thing has, has turned out in other, other countries. countries. Yeah. One like China, um, one like like Canada, Canada, uh, Brazil, like all the worst places in the world that you don't want to visit um, that are very, very violent. It's because the regular people and the government do whatever the fuck they want to. It's because the regular people can't be armed. Now, specifically, uh, four niggas, and I mean that in the most disrespectful way, ran up in a store. One of them had an AR hmm. and um, about to rob a, rob a store. An elderly woman. An 80-year-old white dude. It was a dude. Oh, that was a man. Yeah. I thought it was a woman. With what? a shotgun in California. Right. And he probably used a shotgun in California because you can't actually have real weapons in California. Only criminals can have them. The ones that were robbing his store. But this 80 year old man with four armed robbers coming in to get him. He was able to use an equalizer to turn the table. And up shot the strap. The he leveled playing field. Like, listen, <laughs> man, I'm a I'm a law abiding. I'm a citizen. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a gang member. I'm not. A nigga that's out on the street, I don't be outside flashing no guns and everything. Everything I got legal is to protect myself and my family. I don't brandish firearms. I don't get into it on, on a road rage incident or whatever. Um, if you've ever seen me, I had a gun on me. You didn't know. It's not a it's not a yo look what I got type thing. Yeah, you've never seen me and I didn't have one. You know what I'm saying? Like so, if you've been around me and you like, it is is what it is. But we about to make it a situation where criminals will have them, have them all the time, and you will not be able to protect yourself. You will not. Your law-abiding citizen, I pay, I pay my taxes, I follow laws, I follow the rules. You will not be able to protect yourself. And it's in the near future. I mean, it's not, it's not too far out of the scope like, of reality where this could feasibly happen. I don't know. Uh, We've had an assault weapons ban from 1994 to 2004. We've already ran this play before. And it didn't work. 
the murder rate did not go down. The violent crime did not go down. Because you can't take what's off the street, what's already there. Like, it's, it's, it's there. Right. It ain't like they're going to start turning, uh, law change, here go my gun. Yeah, like, Come get they, my they not, not, they're not knocking on doors like, y'all got some ARs in here? Give them up. Like, that's not what's going to happen. Like, and there's more guns out here than people. Uh, and you you just can't get rid of what's already on the streets. And Joe Biden said no one should have a nine millimeter round. These rounds are too powerful. They rip through flesh in this a nine yeah. millimeter, my nigga. That's a baby. As far as I'm concerned, that's a baby round. And that's that's the that's the bare ass he minimum said, that I need to stop said, a nigga coming in my house. Biden was like, yo, let me let me let me give you the audio. So y'all niggas don't be. I mean, I got a revolver with 38 rounds, and and I swear, if one of them hits you. Like is they gonna they gonna have to amputate it? It's coming off or coming out. Yeah, it's real. Man, you scare people into doing anything. That's how the Patriot Act got passed. <laughs> you it. scare them, man. You're right. Fear tactics. They this will make you safe. This is put. They put the mass shootings on television. They run it twenty four seven. It's on your timeline. They scare you into voting for shit you don't really know nothing about. Because people sheep, man. You know Lazy, we just had man. we just had shout out to uh, Shani the hippie. She won a delegate seat. Here in Michigan. Oh, yeah. Shout out. Uh, I'm running for something uh, important at some point. I just got to figure out uh, where my calling is at because uh, I'm not going to do it just to do it. Like, where where can I actually? That's right, because you're supposed to make me part of your cabinet. No, that's what you said. That's what I want. Everybody don't have a cabinet. It's not a, that's not a thing. You have a staff. And I just want to be part of your staff. Who have a staff? Your you, aldermen don't got a staff. <laughs> you got a couple <laughs> niggas. That, don't have a staff. You got a couple <laughs> niggas that roll with you every day. I roll by myself. Well, I should I should be one of the niggas on the payroll in the office. Listen, dog, ain't no payroll. These niggas make a meager salary. It's not a payroll. It's not a team. Now, when you get into like the office, uh, you the the. Um, he think you do that. So. <laughs> yeah, like up in them joints. Run, run for something where you can put me on staff. I don't want to put you on staff. I won't do nothing crazy. I, I swear to God. I swear to God, Jay, I won't do nothing crazy. What you want to do? I want to shake hands and kiss babies and well, like you, don't even and, want, you want to hire and, the fire, my nigga. <laughs> and, and I want and I want to like cut ri- go to ribbon cutting ceremonies. And, I don't want to do no shit like that. You know when that, the that kids like, come to school shit, on the first day and all the men like in line matter. shaking hands. I want to do shit like that. Yeah, I don't photo do, ops. I don't want to do no shit like that in real life. I don't want to do no shit like that. All that shit don't matter in real life. I want to do what makes some let's make some changes around this motherfucker. Or let's make our let's make our lives easier. It don't even got to be changing. Sometimes you just got to enforce some shit that's already on the books. You know what I'm saying? I love to do some shit like just in my local community. Just yeah. like like niggas like if people see me at the grocery store like, "Hey nigga, my the the the, the fire hydrant been leaking all weekend. Can you do something about it?" Real like, life. yeah, I can pick up the phone, make a call, fire hydrant fix. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. happy. Yeah. I might do uh, state representative or some shit like that. I I do that. Okay. Yo, key, low key, I'll do a state representative. And that's who you call your state representative for shit like that. That's Joel Jones type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that position. Except not be at the club. Let me. I'm going out. I'm going out. You know, Joel. Now, granted, be... I don't go to clubs like that. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to this Caribbean club I was in in Atlanta, though. That <laughs> motherfucker was banging. It was banging? Hell yeah. You throw some young ladies around? I did not. Oh, okay. Mm. Jump off the bar. If I did, <laughs> I wouldn't say it on the pod, but I did not. Okay. You got to get better at that. I live my truth. <laughs> but we talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so look, uh, that 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 shit is wild. Detroit specifically, these niggas are killing everybody. I don't want no parts of this shit. Uh, I don't. Now, what what one thing I did th- think was funny? Uh, the police um, had confiscated like a bunch of ATVs. You know what I'm saying? Like twenty of them, bitches. Oh, I saw that. And. 20 to 30 kids or people rushed the uh, police impound and stole their shit back. <laughs> <laughs> that's gangster. They I stole like their shit back. And now. They're talking they, about like. Crushing them. Yeah. Why that's what though? they do in New York. Why? Why are y'all crushing my vehicle? I don't understand it. I don't I don't know the, the full story behind and it. And why can't I drive it? You can drive it. You just can't. Like they don't be obeying the laws of traffic. Now I'll be honest. When I hear them, when I hear them little niggas out on them ATVs, I love that shit. I I be looking where they coming from and how many of them is it? Because I know they're gonna stop traffic, make sure their homies go through. And I'll be honest. I might be an old nigga, but like I think that it's just kids having a good time. They might kids. Some niggas is adults. I mean, some so what? So what? Like it's the summertime. It's hot outside. Like let them niggas have it. You know what I'm saying? It's only a couple months out of the year. Like, as long as they ain't hurt nobody. Yeah, they driving slow. They might be doing some tricks. But, like, that's to me, car culture, shit like that is just part of growing up in Detroit. You know what a race is going to be at on Friday and Saturday night. Like, let them niggas have that shit. Like, we on the lodge with it. Fuck it. I'm with it. <laughs> it only happened every now and again. Like, they ain't hurt nobody. Uh, until they die at the races when they do actually hurt people or they be spinning out, you know, and then they smack somebody and they do actually fuck people. But that's not that's not where I'm going with that. I don't understand why the police are destroying a vehicle. You don't destroy cars when when somebody don't follow traffic like this. So now they there has I, I don't know if you remember maybe about a year ago. They caught like it was a there was like a charger in particular that had eluded the police. And they caught they caught up with the driver and they destroyed the car. Uh, so I, this this is not necessarily new. I don't know what kind of steps or what exactly what how you have to exasperate the laws like in you, order for you to get your car destroyed. If you in a high speed chase, we might impound your car or or take your vehicle and then you can destroy it. But like if I was popping a wheelie or some shit, like how you own my vehicle? But I mean, they, they impounded the cars. And when they in the when they in the police impound, I mean, nigga, if you ain't got the money to get it out, they gonna do whatever the fuck they want to to it. You think they let my man get his stuff out of his charger before they destroyed it? Like I don't know. I, I, I pro- probably so. Okay. I think they caught him at the crib. Oh. I don't know the, the 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 legal workings around that shit. But like, if you take my car or my vehicle and you impound it for whatever, like it's not yours. Especially not like the same night or the next day. Like no, no, you got you got a, a redemption period. I've had my car impounded more than once. You got like a four or five day redemption. It's 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 a quick. It's a small window. I think it's like less than seven days where you can get your shit out without you know. And they charge being storage ahead. fees for those extra. Oh days fuck yeah, they charge you storage <laughs> fees and they'll auction the car. But like, fam, you don't own this equipment. Like you don't. You can't take my like. I own this. Like I bought this ATV or whatever. Right. It's my equipment. Never forfeited it. Like, yeah, yeah, like never how you, sold it. You, they talking about we bone. We just gonna destroy them. Like today, <laughs> what? So I, I'm you. Think, I didn't been to court yet. Who said that? So I did what you did. So I'm thinking like the for like the destroying it has to come with some type of due process. Not that I pick your car up on Friday night and Monday. Like nigga, take that shit straight to the junkyard because like we yeah. we fucking them up. Like I don't think that's gonna be the process because that's that shit is wild. 
They probably just want them joints off the streets. That's probably why they destroyed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But I like the fact that them niggas. So when they rushed it, the security guard was shooting at them niggas. He shot in the air. He should take his dumb ass to jail. Too. Oh, he he got fired, and he, and they talking about pressing charges. Like what? Rightfully, my nigga, so. what you shooting in the air for? Trying to scare them niggas away. Like you can't do that. Like if a nigga outside my car uh, at my house and he doing you ain't no warning shot, my nigga. If you if you supposed to use a gun. <laughs> When your life is in danger, you know what would be so wild to me. Like I go, pl- <laughs> I go places. I be- I was at Target a couple weeks ago, and I saw- and I watched a nigga steal four seventy inch TVs. I watched the motherfucker steal them. You know what, what the fuck did he put four TVs in? It was a two man operation. He had a minivan. The, the tar- <laughs> it he had, he had a, a Ram truck. And, and how the target was, like the electronic section, if you go a little bit past it, you know, all targets are set up the same. If you kind of go like where where they had like the shampoo and all that shit, there was an emergency exit door. Nigga sitting right outside the door. My nigga rolled that shit over to the emergency exit door, rammed that bitch open. Two niggas, they popping them in the back. They popping them in the bed of the truck. And I seen target security like, you know, we got to. We got a 911 situation. Like, nigga, I don't give a fuck. I don't give that much of a fuck about my job where I'm going to be trying to run and try and stop two niggas from stealing TVs. Target got insurance. That might come on my check, nigga. <laughs> my, you run a retail store, your P&L get hit, nigga. That might be your bonus, nigga. Fuck them niggas trying to take my... Nigga, I'm, I'm looking for a $4,000 bonus at the end of the month. I might crack your head up with $4,000 for sure. You going to put your life in danger because a nigga wants some TVs? Would you put your life in danger for $4,000? I didn't put my life in danger for, for much four thousand dollars. Yeah, for for from my job. Yeah, absolutely not. Four thousand dollars that you're going to get, that you're going to get. You talking to a nigga that lost his bonus for falling asleep on the job? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Take them TVs, my nigga. Get the fuck up out of here. I'm not. I'm not standing in between me and a thief that I don't know what this nigga got on him. Is is he juiced up off of shrooms? I'm not, I mean, take I don't them think TVs, bro. Policy is for you to physically do anything, but like, nigga, it's some protocol, nigga. Run over there. Okay, you know, so I'm about I, to duck and hide. I'll go by the door and like, yo, what y'all doing? Yes, shit. that that'll be the extent of it. Yes, I'll go by the door and I'll tell the other niggas at the electronics call the police. But like, yeah. nigga, I'm not. It's not gonna be me. In front of the door and two niggas coming out with TVs you what, for a confrontation. I hate a fucking thief. You know what I'm saying? I really hate a fucking thief. I don't got no love for you. I don't think it's hustling. I don't think like yo niggas gonna do it to if you a fucking thief, don't come around me. Cause just I don't I don't like a fucking thief. However, I don't think it's worth it though. A 70 inch TV, them bitches be like 300 bucks right about now. <laughs> and you bought the I'm not buying that shit for full price from you. Nigga, it's 12 HD cameras around this bitch. It's not worth it. My lawyer is going to cost more than what I can sell these four weak-ass TV, these Vizio TVs for. <laughs> for, yeah. for me, it's not worth shit. Them N-words keeping two of them. For sure. Them for N-words sure. keeping two of them. For, you know, everybody swear they don't be watching TV no more. Like, cut the cord and all this. What? Every Christmas is people buy it's TVs like it ain't Black no Friday. Swear the, the fuck ain't every, every Christmas is a deal, and I'm a, I don't care how many TVs I got in my house right now. Let me see a good Black Friday deal. I'm gonna be there. Everybody swear they don't watch TV. Shit, shit. I do. Niggas, TV selling is <laughs> at do. an all time high right now. You know what I'm saying? Man, I'm looking a, for another TV for my bedroom right now. I seen a a seventy five inch TV for like four hundred dollars, dog. I'm like, no, this is fucking crazy. 
Nigga, I got what a fifty-two inch in my basement. I probably spent two fifty on that bitch. But I mean, if I find an, if 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 you out here and you listening, and you got one of them seventy inch boards, I give you one hundred twenty five for it right now. Yeah, one hundred twenty five. Like, that's my maximum offer. I don't like that shit though. I don't like stealing from niggas' houses, but like if you stealing from a organ, like Target is a big box or organization. If you steal a TV from Target, they ain't hurting. Just sell me that bitch on the low. But if I run the Target store, that shit come out my profit and losses. I may take a I may may take a financial hit because my store keep getting robbed. You know what I hate niggas doing when they be whining about shit to go on at their job? I don't get no fuck. That's <laughs> your job and your problem. It's like when you're a police officer, niggas might shoot at you. you know when you work at Target, mm-hmm. niggas may steal. This gonna sound well, both of y'all can relate. But when niggas be crying about their kids and shit, them your fucking kids. I ain't got none. I don't give a fuck how hard it is for you. <laughs> I don't give a fuck that your mom, your baby mama ain't there, your baby daddy. I don't give a fuck about none of your problems because they're all yours. I mean, and, and that's just what it is. Nigga, that's nigga, just what it is. Nigga, my baby mama, nigga, you smoked it. You smashed. Yeah. Your baby daddy, that's your shit. I don't give a fuck about it. <laughs> Hey, man, it, it worked both ways. Unless we it worked both ways. That shit don't impact me at all. <laughs> like, who the fuck cares? It worked both ways. Hell yeah. Back to school shopping coming up. Nigga, my, my, child buy- support, my child support. All right, my, my child support on slap. I still got to buy all these kids back to school shit. It's just, it's just the cost of doing business. Same thing as niggas stealing from your job. If niggas come up in your store and steal 10 iPhones, oh, well, 10 iPhones got stole. No. Nah. <laughs> back to school shopping, man. That's crazy for boys, though. I got all boys, so. Yeah, man. Three they pairs of shoes, seven hundred fifty dollars. They gotta be fresh. Fuck them kids. <laughs> they gotta be fresh. What, what they want to? I just bought my. I just happened to look up on a Nike website, and the Kyrie's that, that my son wanted was on sale. Plus, they had a thirty percent discount code. Man, so I just happened to look up on them bitches. That's a blessing. Hell yeah. The shit we value as we're you know maturing. Yeah, <laughs> getting the kids back, getting the kids fresh for school. Yeah, is is and getting a discount on it is a is a good look. Kids expensive as shit, man. Yeah, man. yeah, y'all talking about shit don't 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 that don't but that don't impact me at all. Not the cost yeah, of your business. <laughs> Not the cost of your business. Uh Mash, what's been going on with you, man? Man, it's been it's been it's been a lot going on since the last time I tapped in with y'all. Um getting my life back on track. Yeah, man. The water challenge. Yeah. You're dropping that weight, looking good. Appreciate you, man. That's been a journey, man. I got up to damn near two fifty. Mm. Height of my depression, you know what I'm saying? So I came out of that little cloud, got out of that little funk. I'm feeling great. You know, I'm back on stages now, rocking these stages. And That's what's up. Happy. You know, I'm doing a lot of dad shit. I've been traveling all over the country, this AAU basketball stuff. And, you know, life is good, man. The I'm AAU happy. culture looks so crazy these days. Yeah. I remember AAU being like a big deal when I was in high school and, you know, seeing some of my friends do it but like now that travel basketball culture number one is a huge expense and these kids be everywhere they be having corporate sponsorships nba players putting their money in the teams i saw a, vi- uh, a video you posted like paul george mm-hmm. sitting sitting on the bench next to your son giving them some pointers from when to get back in the game yeah this aau shit is crazy honestly i don't like it i don't like it i don't either. like it bro it's 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 all about money it ain't like, even about the kids, and it just it exploit the kids, and it it's dangerous, man, because these kids play a lot of games. That's what I was put a lot of to. miles on them. I wonder, like, if because like clearly, 
at a younger age, these kids are more physically skilled with different maneuvers than in the past. Right. But they also, we've been watching this kid from high school and all the other shit, and then he two years in the league and he flame out. Yeah, like they don't develop did. the fundamentals, you know. Yeah. They just promote the highlight tapes. But, you know, I, the AAU culture changed a lot from when we were younger because, you know, it used to be a lot of – I don't know about down here because Detroit is much bigger than Saginaw. So, you know, you had a lot of neighborhood kids joining AAU teams. Yeah. So, but, like, now it's like I'll take this kid from Oregon. I'll take this kid from Utah. And we got five kids here. And it's like they just take top best talent. They don't even practice together a lot. I mean, they just take the top talent to compete to build up the, the AAU program, their particular club, and, and that life, ain't that ain't helping the kids none. In real life, they've turned your children into professional athletes, except yeah. you pay your kids' salary, right? You know what I'm saying? They might get some free shoes, you yeah. know, free Nike, free? free free Nike hoodies or some some shit like that. But it's like I'm just trying to build up my business and build up my brand so I can have a top program so other parents can come pay me money. I'm just using your kids to do it. It just seemed real scammy. It, remember when we was like, yo, the the the, the biggest seller of dreams uh, in guitar Detroit center. was like guitar <laughs> selling everybody microphones and shit like, yeah, man, this going to do it. Take Fruity Loops and all this shit. That's why I feel like these AAU too. Like, nigga, all these kids ain't that good. I know. But they're put good. Them on the team. They're good, but they're just as good as the rest of the team. Yeah, and <laughs> so I – and this is not like a knock, but like I got a, a a partner of mine. His son play AAU basketball. He's a, he's already graduated college, and but he never played college basketball. And I remember him always saying like, "Oh, you know, he gonna be D one," and I'll be like, "Yo, he is a competent." And not to I don't want to sound like no hater, but like he a competent sixteen year old player. Right. Like he 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 good. You know, he can dribble. He got a couple moves. He he good. But, like, nigga, are you watching the field? Like, it's, <laughs> you got a, it's, literally, the field. it's literally 200 other kids in here. And if we walk to the other side of the court, there's a young nigga probably two years younger, just as skilled and maybe three inches taller. Wow. Like, it's, it's not. Should be feeling like slave auction blocks. We got a sixteen-year-old here. He runs this. He's two hundred and twenty pounds in the in the, in the seventh grade. In the future, he's going to be able to give you this and give you that. And, and, and I think people sell that dream. Like, look, not every kid is going to be a D one athlete, but you might be able to go to somebody's college. You may not be able to go to to Michigan or fucking Purdue or Syracuse to hoop, but nigga, you might be able to go to Central Arkansas State and still. Run four years and get you a free education. Yeah, and I think that's that's probably what, like everybody wants to be the star. But like in in the history of the NBA, it's only been about six thousand people that's played in the last seventy five years, and Man. you got and it's under six thousand. You got yeah, and you got niggas. You got. A million niggas competing for is a hundred jobs every year. Right. It's two thousand kids in the transfer protocol right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's in college trying to get into the league. It's more people trying to get into the league every year than has ever been in the league in the history of the league. And and I think that's that's where people fuck up. Like everybody thinks they child is just, you know, he gonna be the next LeBron. No, maybe that nigga's not gonna be the next LeBron, but like Literally, if I can squeeze a free four-year edge, if I can save a hundred thousand yeah. dollars and send him to a competent university 
for four years that will feed him, house him, and send him back with a degree that he can use for the rest of his life. Take my son. Yeah. Take him. Bless him right there. Take him. And I think, and I don't know this to be 100% true. Well, this is not true for every single person. But, like, yo, your son or your daughter's job ain't to make you rich. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this day, they about to be my ticket out of here. Watch how I, how I grow my such and such. I'm glad it worked out for the Ball Brothers and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, like, LeVar, day job ain't. Well, he's gonna he he already was rich. He already lived in a in an affluent area. So yeah. I, I don't think I'm he's not using his ki- his children for for finances because the niggas was already rich. What do you do for anyway? It don't matter. Uh, <laughs> it be some arrogant parents out here though, man. Arrogant sports parents, and I see it. I'm just like, man, bro, you ain't shit. Your son Cole, but you ain't shit, man. Don't be around here arrogant, man. Like, what did you do? You might have took him I to made, practice, but I made him. Fuck that. You can't be arrogant like that. Like you can't be. We, it's different on the West Coast too. We all seen a nigga super cold through high school and college again, and just don't it don't translate. Yeah. Or we just seen a nigga that was super cold in high school, and we, everybody think like nigga. We went to high school with a nigga that people thought was super cold, and like nigga didn't even make it to a big college. Now I'm not knocking where he went to, but like all the hype that surrounded the nigga, like no, it it just doesn't work like that, like. <laughs> Like there, there might be one or two Division One athletes in the fucking PSL I, at a time. What's so crazy and shit? Because the young kid that's in high school now, like the seven foot kid with the wingspan and the, the crosser, I can't think of his name, but they saying he's the greatest bat, the greatest high school prospect ever, even a better prospect than LeBron James. Like they've been waiting. He's in high school now. Yeah, yeah he likes. I know who you're talking about. He like a seven foot shooting guard or something. Yeah, he American? No, no. Yeah, African. I think he he might be fucking around to be French. French, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, he he he's super. He looked cold and everything like that, and that's why everybody want that 2024 pick or whatever it is because like he got to be one year removed from high school and and stuff like that. But it's like that only come around once in every 20 years. Right. LeBron was 20 years ago. And like everybody else that we just knew was gonna be cold this night. Oh, we gotta get this. What happened? Nigga, the draft, like predicting the next big thing is such like a is such an unpredictable crapshoot. Cause you never nigga who I look at like Bronny James as an example. Look, man, I'm I'm gonna say something that might be unpopular. I don't think he's the best one. Have you seen of, him recently? Yeah, but have you seen his brother? Yeah, I like Bronny better. Bronny didn't <laughs> step this game up because I wasn't 100% sure that he was going to ever, like, translate into, like, an NBA body, an NBA game. Yo, he's been going crazy. This he's 6'3". His brother is 6'6 with a jumper. And I think there might be a little bit more potential for young Bryce James than Bronny James. And I think when when Bronny gets to the next level, we will truly see that Maybe he's a very good player, but like, is he going to be like a breakout or a star? Well, he was balling I don't his know. ass off in the, uh, at the Staples Center too, like on the floor that his pops play on. I think it was going nuts. Um, I, I think got, he got game. I I wasn't sold at first though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, what happened to the same thing with with Shaq's son, who finally got picked up? But like when he Sharif. was in high school, yeah. it was like, yo, he the next. He fucking had a heart issue yeah. and a bunch of different things and bounced and, around and you a ne- bit. And when you were 16, you never know the course of where your life is going to take you. Dwayne Wade, son. 
the the Hooper. Like in the G League, I think. Like we just thought, like yo, this is gonna be it. This this this. It ain't. It ain't automatic. Right now, it didn't go through fruition. I'm, I mean, he probably he can make it to the league or I some shit like will. that. But like, we don't never really know. And I just don't like how everybody taking advantage of these damn kids, man. Right. You know, you don't care about them fucking kids. You care about your program. That's it. I That's want. It. I need Nike to sponsor this program. I need such and such to sponsor this program because so much, I'm taking a cut out of that shit. Much as an AAU father, how do you help your son kind of navigate? You know, through those waters with that shit. Oh, I mean, I just try to prepare his mind more than anything because he's already surpassed my level of basketball intellect and skill. Like, okay, there's nothing I can really I can show him some things, some things I observe, but I just try to prepare his mind. He's been through a lot of ups and downs dealing with the politics of AAU. Yeah, which kind of like because you want to protect your child, but it's also good that he's going he's going through this adversity so he knows how to balance, you know, and know how to navigate through those pitfalls. So it's a situation where he's building himself up. You know what I'm saying? He's building himself up. He's had to go through. He's had to watch kids, you know, be promoted politically yeah because of who their parents were or this that and the other or what school they went to he had to watch those kids get put ahead of him and still shoot their ass out so i take joy in that but it's it's a it's a nasty game and that's why i don't really care for it because i see what it could do to certain kids especially kids who may not have you know a father in their life or a mother who's trying to balance that out yeah because you offer your kid up for exploitation and to be taken advantage of and if he don't got a, a, a solid base, it's like, man, what did I, what did I just do? It's terrible, man. The whole culture is terrible, man. I mean, let's say, Dame, this, I, I, I could give you the game, though. This is what it is. Say, Dame, you want to start ACDC Basketball Club, right? So you'll find, like, some top talent. You know what I'm saying? Get, you get one good team. You build your program up, and then everybody's going to want to come over here. So you'll get sponsorship because you have all these kids. But all these younger teams, you got like the five- and six-year-olds. You got the 11, 12-year-olds. You got six- and eight-year-olds or whatever. You don't really care about those teams because the big teams is what's making you money. That initial team, that's the team that got y'all the, the Nike sponsorship, right? Right. But you're using all them other teams. They're paying dues. You're using all them. All that money to fund your lifestyle and to put towards the top teams so y'all could go travel and do whatever y'all sponsorship don't cover. That's the game. Okay. That's the game. Multi-level so. marketing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In real life. Pyramid scheme. Yeah. So I know about those. Yeah. But there are some good programs out there. Though. So shout out to, you know, CM Elite out in Vegas and um, Las Vegas Knicks. And just to name a couple that I know personally. Um, but there's a lot of good programs. I'm, out there. I'm like Jay. I'm worried about nasty. that. I'm worried about that wear and tear. Like I see young dudes playing 60, 70 games a year, and you 17. You do that 17, 18. By the time you 19, ready for your first year in college, you, you, the knees is you in your second year, and they talking about low management. And then they holding you back. John ja Moran ain't played all three years. <laughs> nah, right. like fam, your body breaking down already. Be like eight AD. Anthony Davis is a fairly young man. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, even when I play NBA 2K. <laughs> you get hurt. Look, I'm, I started a new season. I'm 10 games in. AD already hurt. Come AD on. already hurt in the video game. That's like, terrible. Like, yo, man. Bless like, him. It's not, a, it's, not, it's not good, man. That's why, like, they was – a lot of people asked me about holding my son back. You going to hold him back? That's the thing. I don't know if y'all do that. Yeah, reclassifying. I don't, I, we didn't do that here. 
You know what I'm saying? It's a thing out there though. Because they want to. It's so crazy. So you got a yo yo. Your son cold as hell, right? He in the eighth grade, but I want him to get a better look because it looks better when a seventh grader is this cold. So I'm gonna reclassify him and keep and put him in the seventh grade. My nigga, we are flunking our kids on purpose. Yes, not just, me though. Just to look at your <laughs> kid and like. I don't understand why we equate age to basketball. They be like, yo, when when Michael Jordan was 23 years old, he scored this many points. When LeBron was 22 years old, he's what the fuck does that mean? So when yeah. I get one year older, I get I'm, I'm just a better basketball player because I'm a year older. No, I'm with you on that shit, though. Like, I'm not withholding kids back. Like, boy, let that man, let that young man grow up with his friends. Yeah. Also, Graduate like, with his homies. And if if, if we project in that. This kid gonna graduate and go to college and be like one of the top freshmen, and your kid is a little bit underneath that. I'm gonna hold him back. I don't want him in this class because if he's in this class, be ducking him. He's gonna look. He's gonna look not as good. But the next class ain't as great. So my my player gonna look. It be ducking fights, ducking the fade. I always tell mine though. I say you got to work because the cream gonna rise to the top every time. Cream gonna rise to the top. So just do the work. Yeah. Don't worry about the politics. All right. Let's get into the politics shit. Okay. This the this the this the this the thing that happened that I'm so angry with that I was on Twitter with and battling a bunch of trolls back and forth until I just start blocking niggas after I talk shit to them. You feel me? <laughs> I like doing shit like that. Like, bitch, you can't even respond to me, nigga. He read that shit. You mad as hell. He went to respond. He was like, you can't. Ah! That shit be funny. Uh, so once again, um, our freedoms are under attack. You feel me? I, I I say that in jest, but I'm dead ass serious though. Um, I really do. Y'all know I believe in the Second Amendment. Absolutely. But I really do believe in the First Amendment. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, you can't stop what I say. You can't control my speech, and you can't compel my speech. You can't make me say what you want me to say. Mm. Uh, so Beyonce album came out last week. Boo. <laughs> She got a song on there and she used the word spaz. Like how we use the word spaz. Right. Like, yo, this motherfucker spazzing out. Right. She was spazzing out on, this bitch was spazzing out on the, you know what I'm saying? She was whatever, whatever. Apparently, that's a slur now. Since when? Uh, because um, people with cerebral palsy say that's a slur to them when we use the word spaz. How? So they decided to get offended by it. 100%. Okay. I got you. And, and I'm going back and forth when they, you know, somebody posted, I was like, yo, this don't make sense. I don't think people from other communities should be able to, 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 to police and dictate how we speak. And uh, people were like, well, you're just ignorant and if someone's offended by this, somebody even called me a nigger. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, hell, have at it. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not I'm not impacted by words. Look at that. You called me a nigger and life goes on. Right. You know what I'm saying? I didn't call for you. I didn't try to go find out where you work at to, to, to get you fired or some shit like that. But, you know, life goes on and shit. But, like, you can't take a word that's already out there in the world, decide to be that this is going to be offensive to you, and now we all have to change the way that we speak. Right. When have you ever in your entire life thought that was a slur? Never. And it wasn't even used in a matter like making fun of people with cerebral, cerebral palsy? Never crossed my fucking mind. I, I've never, I never knew what they went through was considered spazzing. So she's changing the lyric to the song. Is that a medical term, though? Because if it's not a medical term. Spaz, spaz, spaz. 
how do I pronounce it? Uh, spasic or whatever. Like it's like moving or shaking, uncontro- like a, a vending machine. Like it's an adjective. Like if a if a, a, a vending machine spaz out and that motherfucker starts shaking uncontrollably, bloom whatever, whatever. Like who knew this was this this whole woke culture? And everybody was saying, yo, this is the same. So basically you're saying, because it's not offensive to you, so basically we should be all be able to say the word nigger. I said, listen, well, they said the N-word. I'm like, if you want to say nigger, that's up to you. You know what I'm saying? But in this particular situation, in your heart of hearts, you're going to literally tell me that you think the word nigger and the word spaz is the same? Like, be, cut, the, cut the bullshit. You think those are the same? Why they always try to equate it? Well, we can do this, or they, that's just like saying, no, let's yeah, take it like for a, what it is. Then they got this Trump card over somebody and shit. Oh, you black? What if I said nigger? Right. What if you said it? I'm going to go on because y'all been saying it for a long fucking time. I said, well, not nigger, but whatever. <laughs> but, like, you, you, so I said, all right, so the, the word nigger, nigger was created bad. There wasn't like a, a a different version of the word like spaz was not. That's not that's not something that was created in anger. That's not something that was created as a slur. Like, that's just a word. But but it is a, a medical term. I don't know if it's a medical term. OK. Well, the word midget is a medical term. We didn't make the fucking word up, but y'all decided that that, that was going to be offensive, too. How do you take words that are already out in the ethos? And say, nah, 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 not no more. Can't say this. Does intent and context even matter anymore? Like, did Beyonce say, I saw cerebral person spazzing? Like, that would be different. Apparently, I had no idea, but Lizzo said the same thing a couple months ago, and she she got backlash, and she changed the shit. Damn. I don't know where these people, they're like, and people, I'm willfully ignorant. I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to be this way. Okay, this so... Cerebral palsy explained that using the word to describe erratic behavior disparages people who who experience actual spasms. So when I have a muscle spasm, because I had muscle spasms all you, through high school, all through track, and my fucking my my muscle was jumping up and down, or or, it, or or how black people call them a Charlie horse. Yeah, I had one. I can't say that. I had one Wednesday on the podcast. Am, am, I, am I saying? Am, am I a slur to myself? Because or, I'm. Jay, you could be offended that Beyonce said it because you had a spasm. I told people I was offended that they offended. The audacity of them. Like, come on, man. Man, y'all like, niggas is pussy. The, but, the world is fucking pussy. Pussy. But, but we really, it, it's very technical, though, because I'm going to I'm gonna keep tweaking and, 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 and turning the, the rights that we have until make it politically correct to, to put pressure on anybody nah you're not gonna make me say that you're not gonna change that I, i've never in my life have i heard that now, that doesn't mean that some person can't be offended by it, but what you can do is choose not to listen amen because a white person saying nigga 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 i don't want to put them in jail i can't stop them from saying that I just don't want to subscribe right. to it you yeah. know what i'm saying if you if you over here screaming nigga at the top of your lungs i'm gonna go somewhere else Cause I don't want to hear that. You have the right to say that. For an example, have y'all been following what's been going on with uh, uh, Alex Jones? No, I'm, I'm not even. Uh-uh. Yeah. So he been on trial. Uh, they sued him because uh, he called. He said Sandy Hook was fake. So the parents got the, together and they suing him uh, for like hundreds of millions of dollars. They just tacked on an extra seventy five million dollars. 
because the family he ain't he ain't broke no laws. They can't hit him with a law. But because on this Several podcast soon. and different shit, he said this shit was fake. He don't believe it. Uh, they suing this nigga for hundreds of men. And one of the lawyers said we wanna we wanna take his livelihood from him. Now listen, they talking about because he have all the pain and anguish that he's done to the to the to the parents um, of the children at Sandy Hook. He ain't do a goddamn thing to y'all. Listen, you went and searched. For like, how often do you come across Alex Jones content on the internet? I didn't know. Him. I didn't know, I didn't know this fuck, shit was going yeah, on. I didn't know. I, I I've heard about the lawsuit. Now that you mentioned that part, I the didn't jury, know his name. The jury didn't even know who the fuck the nigga was, dog. Like in real life, the jury didn't know. Now I'm not saying he don't got a big influence out there because he does. Everybody got their own pockets, right? Fam, you can choose not to go on the internet. Like, are you searching Alex Jones tweets? Like, how how do you know that Alex Jones say the Sandy Hook shit was fake? You got to go look for it. I'm sure it's not just gonna fall in my lap. It's just not on my. Is it just on, down up and down your timeline or some shit? Nah. And guess what? If the nigga say he thought the shit was fake, he thought the shit was fake. I'm fine with that too. He could be right or he could be wrong. Let's I want to see the facts of the case come out. Well, you know the Sandy Hook shooting that happened 2014. Yeah. Now, granted. Come on, Jay. Let it's, some shady you shit that, it's some shady shit that went on with that. For sure. And me and my dad was like, I mean, the day of and the day after, we was looking at shit. Like that Sandy Hook Memorial uh, Facebook page, shit was created the day before the Sandy Hook shooting happened. I took the screenshots. Me and my dad, my dad was like, this shit crazy. And he don't even cuss. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, he was like, I don't, like, I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? Because like we was on, because back in the day in 2014, you can see when a group was created. It was created the day before the, the shit happened. And I also remember, like it's nothing. I had a, my first iPad, watching CNN, was in the group chat with the homies and shit. And uh, they said the kid went in there with one, one AR-15 rifle, whatever. And they said it was one shooter. I remember them pulling a the nigga out the woods. And he was a fat white boy out the woods. He had on like woods, woodsman clothes. Yeah. And I was joking in the group like, man, what if that nigga was in that bitch hunting? And uh, and he got in the car and saying, I ain't do it, I ain't do it, I ain't do it. I had nothing to do with it. I remember I that. I wasn't shooting. That shit disappeared from the TV. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just one lone person there. We never even talked about that shit no more. And I understand how they just kept showing video over and over of them taking a rifle out of the, of the, of the, the shooter's trunk. Of his car, mm-hmm. and I'm like, well, if he only had one rifle, and he ain't he never came out the building, and it's nighttime, how are y'all taking the rifle out the trunk of the car? Right, I don't, I don't get it. Math ain't math. You know they was they was doing all that. Yo, this is the crisis actor and shit like that. All this dumb shit, right? Not dumb shit, but that's what they were saying. Uh-huh. Now whether that shit real or not, fam, you got to pay a nigga seventy five million or more than seventy five million dollars for it. What if he think that shit true? How do you equate the pain to dollars? What I'm saying. We we talked about that the other week. Like this, I don't have the ability to say what I want. Like I, what I say to you on the internet, if you went and found it and, and disagree with it, my nigga, block Alex Jones. It's scary times, man. A hundred million dollars, dog. They're attacking our freedoms. That shit crazy. It's a weird place that we in. Now I'm not saying that. You got to agree with everybody's speech. Matter of fact, I don't agree with everybody's speech. But they got the right to say it. That's a fact. Now, if you've caused me a financial, like, I 
I don't even believe emotional distress is like a thing that you should be suing for because there's no way that I could go inside your mind and feel how you feel. And how do we equate that to a monetary value? Did you lose actual money? Right. Did I damage something in your house or some shit? Like, I just, I just wonder like where the bar starts, where it comes with money and emotional distress. Like where does the, where does the dollar amount start? It, where Like what type of car and house would it take to make you forget this? <laughs> That's where it starts. Like, what type of mansion oh, you want? Shit. Where? What coast? This is Cali of Florida. I, I don't like this shit. So listen, Spectrum, the cable company and shit, got hit with a seven point three billion dollar lawsuit that they lost. Yeah. A Spectrum employee uh, installed some cable at a lady house. The next day, he came back in his uniform, robbed her, murdered her use her credit cards and shit the next day. The company got put on the hook for $7.3 billion for an 83-year-old white woman, by the way, and, and the perpetrator was a black man. Uh, $7.3 billion, because they said the company was at fault because they didn't verify his employment when he started, and he lied on his application about working at a place. But they got to be able to, de- well, lawyers probably already did, you got to be able to determine that's what got him the job. Maybe he had a nice smile in the interview. But, but, but like, <laughs> I'm responsible for him murdering somebody on his day off years later? My nigga, that's him. How the fuck is the company responsible for that shit? I don't what, give a fuck what happened. It, it doesn't matter what type of background check you go through. If I decide, because I'm crazier than a motherfucker, that I'm off on Thursdays and I want to go back and rob Miss Bonnie because I'm not doing shit on my off day, you can do all the background checks in the world. Like, what's so crazy is... It wasn't even like he failed a criminal background check or some shit. Like they didn't verify his employment, and on one, I don't even know that how they got his application. Even a requirement. He lied and said he worked at a place that he didn't work. And they say, well, if they would have found that out, then maybe they wouldn't have hired him. He wouldn't have been able. To. The nigga was there on his off day. <laughs> and after you at a job for so long, you know you. It's it's too many nuances in that seven point three billion. billion. God damn. Now, how you come up with that? That woman, 83 years old, she ain't got $7.3 billion worth of life to live. <laughs> that girl, I thought the same thing, honestly. $7.3 billion? But her her family has the life to live, maybe. I mean, I don't. That's that man fault. We always, like, he put that man in prison. How is the company responsible for that? That's I, wild. So, how many people have you hired was like, yeah, this nigga going to be an axe murderer? <laughs> and if he is, how's that my fault? I don't. Fi- I don't hire people like man. Like damn, I knew this bitch was gonna be a headache and an attendance problem. But like, should I be on the? We shit wanna, happens. Uh, how did you come up with seven point three billion? And as the judge in that case, why wouldn't you set aside that verdict? Well, not the verdict. I set aside that judgment. Come on, nigga. Quit the c- seven point three billion, my nigga. How you fix your mouth to ask for that? Uh, I'm pretty easy, but I'm but with, like. I you would have never thought, like, yeah, maybe we get a hundred million. So, like, so you think so? <laughs> I didn't? I didn't. Ne- nah. I'm with you. I'd have never been sitting at the crib, like, man, that nigga from Comcast came back over and rolled over my rose bushes. I'm gonna sue them niggas for a billion dollars. I get that emotional distress. <laughs> it's not lost on me when you lose a loved one tragically like that. You want to? You want to put a face on something? Somebody yeah. got it. Like this should not have happened. Right. It's the company's fault. It's that nigga fault, dog. He went in there on his off day in his in his work uniform. Let's say he got a lot fired. of serial killers got jobs. 
got okay. shit today got shit today do for nine to five like do you sue every job like that news flash you can't verify everybody employment it's impossible it's not it's too many people it's probably one nigga in hr that she probably had an off day was like nigga i ain't got time to do that shit like he he got four references. I verified three. We good. Oh yeah, that's tough. I worked in unemployment during the pandemic. It's causing my depression. But I had to call and check. You know, uh, like past employers yeah. and stuff. It, then you had to go through ADP if they got a payroll company. Yeah. Man, that stuff is impossible to like it's verify a, everybody's employment. It's impossible. You're right. Like, what if the company don't even exist no more? Or what if the manager ain't there no more? All you well, you don't know the number. I used to work at FedEx when I was 18. Who going to prove that? I used to work at UPS when I was like 20. And nigga, them, them records 25 years old yeah. at this point. And then who, or what's the number? I, who was your manager? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Tell 20 Mitch years? Who the fuck knows? Yeah. I ain't like them then. I don't like them now. Nigga, I remember my mama when she was alive. What's the number? 1-800-FedEx. <laughs> Shit, I don't fucking know. I remember my mother when she was alive having to verify like her high school diploma but like when she was looking for this job like my mama was well into her 50s the high school been gone for 20 plus years she like me verify my high school shit like what you want me to do go up to cash recently i'm like i'm luckily i physically found my diploma because i put the records in and i got the damn uh my transcript back like a month and a half after i started the job Dang. <laughs> like why do they want to verify you going to frank cody that's not an accomplishment it's just not. I mean, well, at this point, why you go to Cas if you didn't go to college? Because it's the launch pad of Black Excellence in Detroit, and they just want to make sure. Why'd you stop at there? I went to college, nigga. <laughs> you were just trying to disrespect me. I just wanted to disrespect you. Oh, I was about to say I went to college. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to disrespect for a couple you. years. Uh, this shit crazy, dog. Like I, that number is just is just crazy. I saw the headline. I thought it was bogus. Then I read. I'm like, wow, for real. Oh. The nigga heinous murdered her, stabbed her to death. That's bad. Use her credit cards and all this shit, but there's no way that you can pick that out in a in a in a job interview. So, so let me ask this because, like, okay, you sued Spectrum and won for seven point three billion. How do I get the money? You not get that money. Uh, that's so. To, Ain't to nobody me, got seven billion dollars worth of insurance. So so, so nigga, I look gonna, at that like we're we gonna keep this in court. You're going to pay more money than me. Yeah, so I look at it like an NFL contract. Like, yeah, he signed for $100 million. It's It's front. But, like, how NFL contracts are, yeah. are tailored, like, oh, it's damn. only a portion guarantee. All they getting, all they you promise is the guaranteed money. Right. They're going to restructure this bitch 10 times before you get all their cash. The Goldman family saw uh, OJ again because they say he ain't giving them niggas no money. He got them niggas like $4,000 or some <laughs> shit like that. Like, he, he they suing them again, like, yo. And yeah. they add no interest. Because he ain't giving my nigga, you make me. And they say the OJ ain't a brother. A, the game <laughs> lost a lawsuit because he ain't go to court. Um, to one of them TV shows. It's like had. ten million or something. Yeah, and he like he told her he he like nigga, I'm never paying that shit. Like I am never paying that shit. I didn't do that shit. I ain't grab her ass. I'm never paying this shit. She didn't sue that nigga so many times. Now he like I don't make no money. Can't take my money. My shit go through shells. Nigga, all them all the shit going whack name. Make, my, like smart. I'm never giving you this money. You can't make me, and you can't put me in jail. That's You're what I'm never saying. Like the money, though. Like, like it looked good on paper, but like, nigga, I'm never going to be able to check my account balance. It's going to be seven point three billion dollars in that bitch. If I do, I'm screenshotting. Fifteen hundred dollar check a month getting garnished. Go ahead, mm-hmm. yeah, I get a check from insert company here. Yeah, it's in my. That's the only thing in my name. Fifteen hundred dollars a month. 
Go take instead. It. Take it. Have it. And even even then, they can't take it all. Nah. That's right. I might give you the money, dog. You sue me and win, too. Look, I got a doctor. You better get it back in blood. I got I got a doc the the doctor that almost chopped my foot off suing me right now. I'm gonna pay that nigga forty dollars a month until forty dollars until that nigga die as far as I'm concerned. I owe that nigga six thousand dollars. He getting forty dollars a month until we pay off that six thousand dollars. And I told that nigga, I was like, dog, I don't know what you want me to in court, I told this nigga like, dog, I almost died in your office. I almost died in your office, and you suing me. That's even more reason to pay him. You matter of fact, <laughs> it's malpractice, nigga. You almost killed me. You yeah. almost killed me. I w- I woke up in an ambulance Counter leaving suit. your office. Counter suit. I probably should. Yeah, defamation for ten billion dollars. I mean, for the moon. girl tried to do ten thousand dollars for that date for emotional distress. That's not a thing, dog. You can be distressed emotionally, but you don't deserve money for it. So I got a friend of mine that's in Flint that told me, like, she all over the Flint courthouse. Like, this is what she does. It's just sue niggas. I'm going to sue Nevada Energy. What y'all got out here, DTE? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Y'all should sue them, too. Because every time you get your bill, you just feel some type of pain. (laughs) I do. Let's, Let's sue them. I can't even I can't even calculate what my bill like any other bill that I get on a monthly basis besides DTE and the water bill. They make I can kind of I can kind of calculate what it might be. Mm-hmm. I know what my cable bill gonna be. I know what my AT and T cell phone bill gonna be. But like DTE and water, who knows? They make that shit up, dog. Be you modest though, Jay. Ask for a billion. Just ask for one billion. Yeah, I'm gonna need I'm 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 gonna need a, a lifetime settlement. I need you to pay me fourteen thousand dollars a month. Uh, every month until my last heir on earth dies. I have a baby immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, look, son or daughter, at 14, y'all popping another one out, okay? Keep them coming. Keep, keep, every 14 keep years, you're going to have $14,000 a, a year. That's going to be a hell of every, a story to tell at the family reunion. Hell yeah. They're going to have a Jason that's a, that's Johnson. That's the innovation award right there. Yeah, they're going to have a Jason Johnson award to present, though. Yeah. The uh, financial legacy. Baby. Every 14, every 14, every 14 years. Maybe. It's going to be the generational wealth builder uh, award yeah. in honor of Jason Johnson. That's, <laughs> that's, the scam, that's the scam of the century right there. <laughs> Man, niggas is trying to take the ability to, to talk and the ability to protect yourself. That's nasty. Yeah. Because your Second Amendment right protects your First Amendment right when you say some shit. And against the government specifically. The First Amendment is supposed to protect you from the government. So you say something and the government cannot persecute you or prosecute you for what you said. But when I say something on the Internet and you're able to go into a court of law and sue me for $100 million, don't that seem like the government is involved in that shit? You feel like it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm in a government institution. A judge is doing this shit. Like, I don't think, I don't know how, I don't know exactly how that work. I ain't really thought that process out yet, but I don't like it. Shit don't feel right. It don't feel right. Shit don't feel right. And whenever you say something against your government, you shall have had that number two to protect what you say in the first. And I don't, I just don't like it, dog. Now they going, they going to be in the fourth amendment and the fifth amendment and shit. Like, you can't give niggas an inch that will take a mile. That's a fact. Any any leeway. And I'm that not I'm not budging. I'm not I'm not I'm not making no I'm not acquiescing. I'm not saying, well maybe if we just do this, no. It's this the way. We gotta have it's like saying, yo, maybe we don't need free will. Maybe we only need a little bit of free will. No, nigga, it's it's the only way. 
That billion, that shit got me fucked up. The B. <laughs> the hard B, as in boy. Maybe, like, we stop some of these frivolous lawsuits is you have to pay what you sued for and lost. So if they'd have lost that suit, yeah. they'd have to pay seven three billion. That's a fact. <laughs> you accused me of a crime and I didn't do it. You got to do the time that I was gonna get. Exactly. That's what that's what I think happened in like uh, uh, false people, rape false allegations. Rape, like, yeah. If you if you if you claim I did something to you and I did not, and it's proven that I did not, you got to take the time that I was gonna get. That's not that's not right. That's not a thing. Equal the playing field a little yeah. bit. Fuck your life up. Mm-mm. Dog when. <laughs> When I when I just think about like I wasn't able to sleep at night. I lost, you know, during that house crisis, I lost the house, and like the bank wanted to come after me for like eighty thousand dollars. And I remember that shit just keeping me up at night. And I remember meeting my lawyer. He was like, "What do you mean?" He said, "Just don't pay it." He said, "He said after seven years, it's gonna fall off your credit. Like, don't pay it." He's like, "Do you have eighty thousand dollars to give him?" It's like, nah. He's like, so why the fuck you worried about it? They can't take what you ain't got. That's what Dick Gregory used to say. Like, don't get fucked by no serious Robux. <laughs> he said his wife was crying about it. He was like, we're not paying that shit. <laughs> like, what we do that for? Like, That's how I look at medical bills when they come in. Like, I ain't got it. Yeah, my medical bills, I'm like, yeah, y'all get $20 a month. I mean. That's how I'm doing student loans. $3 here, $5 there. I pay some on it. They gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> I might even fucking around and go back to school and defer these bitches again. Um, also, do um, I want y'all to get off TikTok? Uh, believe it or not, Forty Five was right. We should have took that shit out the App Store a long time ago. That shit is a Chinese spy app. It's legitimately built specifically to get all of our information. China, who benefited. After COVID, they about to be the number one world economy. They are the ones that's benefiting off of everything. Delete that shit from your phone. I thoroughly man. enjoy TikTok. You know, everything that you put on TikTok, do it on an Instagram reel. You're going to get the same traction because you probably got more followers on Instagram anyway. Absolutely. Uh, so everything that you do, you're just going to put on Twitter, the stories on that, put that shit on. I mean, if you put that shit out at all, but put that shit out on the reel. Get that inst- get that TikTok shit off your phone. Let me tell you what I what I, what I mean by that. Though. You on TikTok, Jason? I deleted that shit. Since I ain't never been on it. It's good, man. I jumped, man. I jumped out of the uh, longest group text I had been in. It's me and my homies, a lot of us from high school. I my homie just kept sending TikToks in there. I was like, man, I don't want to see this shit. I left the group chat. I ain't been back since. Fucked up. I'm going to play you a little bit of this so you can understand what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, this is not the full clip, but... Oh, my God. I read... Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I read TikTok's terms of service. Uh-huh. I went down a TikTok rabbit hole yesterday. Yeah, it's good. I stayed home, smoked <laughs> and I started reading up on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to read you this because this is so crazy. Is it good or bad? Bad. It's, so what are you saying? It's a bad place to be? <clears throat> Listen to this. This is uh, from TikTok's privacy policy. All right. It said, uh, we collect certain information about the device you use to access the platform, Mm -hmm. such as your IP address, um, user region. Uh, This is is really crazy. Uh, User agent, mobile carrier, time zone settings, identifiers for advertising purpose, model of your device, the device system, network type. Device IDs, your screen resolution and operating system, 
app and file names and types. So all your apps and all your file names, all the things you have filed away on your phone, really? they have access to that. File names and types. Keystroke patterns or rhythms. So they're monitoring your keystrokes, which means they know every f***ing thing you type. Wow. Battery state uh, audio settings and connected audio devices where you log in from multiple devices. Oh. We will be able to use your profile information to identify your activity across devices. We may also associate you mm. with information collected from devices other than those you knew you use. Oh my God! I read other than the ones that you TikTok use. In yes. Terms of service. Uh, I went down. To that's. Also, now that's only a little bit because I control and audio devices and things that are connected to it. I have a microphone. I have access to your microphone. Conversations. Damn. This is the reason why. And like every all of our intelligence uh, um, agencies says specifically that this is a spy app and it should not be used. And it, that's the reason though, a couple months ago or a year or so ago, they were talking about removing it from the app store because it is literally a spy device. Now, I'm not saying that Facebook isn't tracking your movements and shit like this, but this very specifically. Come on, man. I know your keystrokes. That's I know nasty. your password, my nigga. I know to what you type in. Pin numbers. You know my password to everything. I may not know. I may not know. I may not be able to read your text messages, but if I see every motherfucking keystroke that you that you tap in your screen resolution, because with your screen resolution, I mean, I know where your thumb is at on your screen. So I know it's in the text portion. I know you what kind of the phone you got, what device you got. I know everything about your phone. I can I'm recreating all your text messages. I got your notes. I got every file names, file names. That's crazy. It's a dirty game. That's only a bit. Of this, this shit is the devil, and they to damn. Also, in China, when you own a business, you and the government own the business. It's not just you. We have access to everything. Sharecropping over there. So, like the beef with a bunch of companies uh, is if you want to do business in that country, even with Apple, they had to release, they had to, to loosen up some of his stringent stuff because they want access. If you, as all cell phone carriers, we got access to y'all shit. Now there's a cell phone company, Huawei. Um, it's spelled with a H, but them phones are not uh, uh, allowed in the United States because that company created a phone, which is literally a spy device. And since we can't get that phone in here, we're going to get y'all niggas TikTok. That's why I so fucking addicted. You know what I'm saying? We need Damn. this to be, and we need the children. To, I need to start. I need to track all y'all kids from a, from from here to own up. That get that shit off your phone. I don't even got the Facebook app on my phone, by the way. I only use Facebook through the web uh through the web browser because when you when you ask when you give these phones these apps access to your phone, it's different, man. Get that shit off your phone. If you just got to use the service, you can use Instagram on the web, too. You can even post pictures and shit, but it's not giving that device access to your actual phone. Don't do it. I knew I hated TikTok for some reason. Damn, man. That's Delete crazy. That. <laughs> Delete that shit. I ain't got it. I ain't never had it, but, man, I just knew I didn't like it for some reason. Yeah. Um, delete that shit. Uh, whose man's is this? Um, it's not TikTok? Shit. <laughs> Uh, so Brittany Griner, 
uh, got sentenced to nine and a half years um, in Russia prison. She's not going to be over there nine and a half years. But I'm confused about what y'all think America can do about another country and they lost. Who can who who in Puerto who in Brazil can come and say, yo, what I don't like that y'all gave. Who a nigga in jail right now? BG. I don't like that y'all gave BG fourteen years in prison. Y'all gotta let him go. We gonna look like who the fuck is you, my nigga? <laughs> right. We got our own laws and traditions and cultures and shit over here. Everybody, like, yo, that's wrong. That's fucked up. What they doing? Well, who doing? It's a whole nother fucking country with their own shit. They got a 99% conviction rate. Damn. So to be accused is to be convicted in Russia, which is fucking crazy. Now, that doesn't mean that I agree that she should be in jail for nine and a half years for some fucking uh, vape pens or some shit. It's fucking ridiculous. But I also don't run the country over there. So... America should do something. America do something to Putin. We got to make some sort of deal. Well, listen, my nigga. They currently invade another country. Bombing, shooting, killing, murdering. We try to talk him out of that shit. We put economic sanctions on him. We did all this shit. And he was like, nah, I'm straight. So you mean to tell me he ain't going to budge on that shit, but he really, really cares morally about a girl with some weed going to prison. If you don't morally care, you're not about to. Uh, when have you ever appealed to another country's morals? It's money and violence, my nigga. You think they turned up that pressure on her just to get those other other dudes free? Yeah, it's not a fair trade. Hell no. Nah. I throw some draft picks. <laughs> you want a Russian arms dealer for for Brittany Griner? Yeah. Shit. What do I get in 2024? <laughs> do I get some? Tra- do I get some cash consideration? Facts. Do I get like? Do I get like some, yo, my next three uh, <laughs> Russian people to get caught American can come no, home no, too? No, like, you, get, you get our three worst criminals. Three worst American criminals. No, but they want. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. Like, want, it don't work. Yeah, that, don't, way. that, ain't, that ain't balanced right there. Now, what they could do is like, look, we want Edward Snowden to be hiding out in Russia and shit. America be like, well, look. You kick Edward Snowden out, we'll take him back, and Brittany, and we'll give you a Russian arm dealer back. I don't, I don't, s- want, Edison, I don't want Snowden. I'm sorry, Snowden. I don't want him <laughs> to get caught. But, like, we we in the trade, at the trade deadline, y'all got to y'all gotta come up with a better deal than that. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, y'all got to throw, throw something in to make the deal go. And this don't have nothing to do with, I don't believe, me personally, this has anything to do with her being a woman and being black. And being a lesbian. Okay. I agree. Because they have a 99% conviction rate with their own regular Russians. Yeah, <laughs> like I they don't give a fuck about nobody over there. And they make and they make money off her. Has our community been silent? Or has they been speaking out? Because I mean, well, all we see is you know, WNBA players, yeah. really. But like her wife, family. But y'all talk to a whole nother country. It's niggas in America that's in jail for weed. Yeah, your, I, co- your cousin in jail for weed. <laughs> yeah, it's a bunch of niggas that you know in jail for 
It's probably some people over there in that Russian. It's some other Americans over there in that Russian jail. Like y'all bet not. Because I know they probably yeah, over there it's somebody, the same it's, it's, type of way. We got a. Uh, they have a spy of ours, and so he he been over there for like six. He was a, a Russian spy for like sixteen years, and they was like, if we, they trying to figure out like, give us our spy back, uh, we'll and we'll give you a Russian arms dealer, and you give us Brittany Griner, but it's really arm dealer for the spy. I'm fairly sure they want to debrief dude that was over there for 16 years and shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and get all this spy shit. But the Russian arms dealer. We might need to work out like a, a three country trade. Yeah, three trade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got get China bring, involved yeah. or something. You know, move some people around. Yeah. It, that sucks, though. It is. Because I'm sure she was probably doing it for pain management, being an athlete and that recovery. Or she probably not even thinking like, I got a couple. But she's been there eight opinion. years, though. This is my opinion, right? She been over there for eight years. She got a crib over there. You know what I'm saying? She like she damn near got to do a residency, but she, and she makes more money in Russia in yeah. Russia than yeah. she does here. Now the Russian oligarchs, I have no idea why they pour so much money into women's basketball over there, but they do. Like so, she been connected for a long time. Um, I'm fairly. I have no idea if this. I would not be surprised if she, if that shit flow through her bag normally all the time. Right. Yeah. And, I Because who's seen a woman this tall before? Like when I walk to the airport, and I don't know how tall Russians are, but I'm fairly sure she's taller than all of them, and she has she's like six eleven. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like y'all know that I'm a basketball player, because like what else? I don't know other tall women like that. You know what I'm saying? But when your country is invading another country, and the country that you're from is posing economic sanctions on them, you probably you probably wasn't thinking about this at the time, but like you probably want to tighten up because they're gonna use you as a piece, a bargaining chip. Yeah. Or like no anything to come over here with America snatching niggas up. It's crazy that they didn't look at her like one of their own though. You know what I'm saying? She played for your team over here, like and and you talk that's 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 what that's what <laughs> I a do, divide, that's what a divide came in because she black, she a lesbian, and she American. She ain't one of us, nigga. The one of us get <laughs> get crazy sentences. Like, we ain't make this sentence up. Niggas get that shit up. They was lenient. For, she played a guilty, so they instead of giving her 10 years, they gave her 9.5. They thought that's that was only for nice. the, But that's only for the time that she's already served. They like she, for that. Like, like she, got, she got credit for the time that she had already served. That's why she got 9.5. Oh, yeah, 9. she's been in there since February. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, it's a dirty game, man. It is. I feel bad for it, though. I'm not, I'm not leaving the country to no place that we beefing with. Russia? Shit. Yeah, Eastern Europe. Nothing about Eastern Europe. I'm staying my black ass out of Europe. You don't want to take the love of your life to Paris? Yeah, you want to go to Italy? Uh, I might go to Italy, but I haven't. I have no desire to go to Paris. That's not. It's not yeah. like I, I'm not like against it, but it's not like yo, I got to get to Paris. Nah, I feel you. I'd rather go to Mozambique. I do want to go to the continent. You feel me? I do too. Where? Um, I want to one. This is sort of the continent. I want to go see the pyramids. Like I need to, I need to, I need to physically touch them with my own hands. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I do want to go to Egypt. Um, I do want to go to Ghana, and um, I, I actually want to go to South Africa too. Yeah. Um, I want to buy. This is one dude in South Africa. You know they warring over there. You know what I'm saying for their rights and their freedoms and shit right. like that. And uh, I can't think of the dude's name, but I, I talked about him on a podcast a couple of years ago. But uh, I want to I want to check them niggas out, man. I like I, I'm with you on Egypt. I remember my grandparents went to Jerusalem and just t- hearing them talk about that experience. I just want to see it. 
And I definitely want to touch down in Africa. I want to touch like Nigeria or something. Like the, I just the dude, um, I can't think of his name. I'm gonna find it. Uh, from South Africa, he was on trial. I played a little bit of it, but he was the cool. He was he's a really good speaker, and they was trying to press him and shit like that because him singing a song, and they were saying the song that you were singing. It was a cry for people to, 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 to do something to somebody. He was like, no, nigga, we've been singing this song since, nigga, for 200 years. Nigga, if anybody did something off this song, like, I, that's they wanted to do that shit because, like, nigga, this is just go something by the water or some shit. Anywho, he was like, um, he, was, he, he said something to the effect that, you know how people be like, y'all be talking about Africa, but it's a whole continent. You know what I'm saying? It's all these continents. He was like, says who? He said, we call that shit Africa. It wasn't until y'all came over here and colonized us and started naming these places. It was, he said, that's like saying you coming to my house and then going into my, my, my bathroom and saying, this is not your house. This is somewhere else. Like, right. no, nigga, this whole, this whole thing is my house. And he was like, he basically, he was like, I'm not with that. He said, this is one place. And it was one place until y'all came over here and separated this shit. Mm. But we use that shit as like an insult. Like y'all nigga keep saying Africa, like, like it ain't. Such such countries, because we like to insult people. Cause right. Off a That's little, the good old American off a, way. Off a little tiny shit. Nigga, you say salmon instead of salmon and whatever. Like, all right, I'm the dumbest nigga in the world. Right. Because you know I what the fuck I was talking about? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's fish, bitch. Tiny shit right. like <laughs> but I was like, yo, that's interesting, dog. Like, yeah, I like that. He was like, nigga, who says who? Nigga, we didn't name this shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's I've Africa. Heard, I've heard that the continent preferred to as alcohol. Balan, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't say it real good. But if you find an old map, you'll see that it was like the Ethiopian Sea. They used to call it the Ethiopian Sea on like an old map I saw. I ran across like a, a old ass map. Yeah, man. I, I wanna. I just wanna. You know, I wanna go. I wanna go to Kenya. Ain't Kenya supposed to be like New York or some shit? No, is that? Yeah, like I've been seeing some. This is what I wanna do. I wanna go to Africa and go to a beach. Cause have you ever seen a beach in Africa? I have. Like, Professor James Smalls come. He used to come to Vegas every February. We had Kimmet in the desert, and he like have a slideshow of all the places he done been. Cause they won't never so show you them fucking beaches, right? I'm like, it got I had to never be a saw fucking it beach. Then. Yeah. It's a fucking ocean. Over, like, <laughs> where the beach at? <laughs> exactly. Like it's it got pro- to be a beach, and it's probably beautiful as fuck. Yeah, I, I, that, now, that water probably see through. They got beautiful waterfalls over there too. Now, I did Google and find one on the internet, but like you don't, you don't never see a picture of a, a beach in Africa. Yeah, you don't. But they don't got sand, nigga. Yeah, like, <laughs> the home of sand. <laughs> it's like, uh, right, the home of sand don't got no sand. Yeah, they got yeah. some beautiful beaches over there. Yeah, man. So that's what I want to do. That's what's up. We are gonna yeah. make it happen off of podcasting. Uh, my music pick of the week. I just sent it to you. Yo, shout out to fucking Icewear Vezo, uh, who just signed this week with a uh, quality control or the announcement was just made this week that Icewear Vezo signed with quality control. In my opinion, that's huge for the city of Detroit, huge for Vezo because he's been doing a lot of work and putting it down for years. He is my music pick of the week. Vezo and Kodak Black. It's all on you. Oh, shit. This beat. Turn it up. Well, of course, I'm going to Whoa, whoa. Okay. Yeah, never let them pussy niggas.
niggas play me. Put that on my baby. Forties on a Maybach truck, it cost two eighty. Richer than them niggas that be hating. Shooters like McGrady in Kentucky with that fitty going crazy. Huh. Stick tuck, I let my chain hang. Rich and gang bang, leave a fifty in this bitch to rain man. Huh. Bustin' shit on where no plain Jane. Hundred thousand dollar Rolly Scott Bella AP on the same hand. You with the ops that me, you ain't my man. You moving like the cops can't take a chance. Thirty thousand in my pants, yeah. Dark shit in my pocket, where your bands hit the show with thirty hitters. I'm with Cuddy, he up blick before we land. Cash it all the time, I wait for shit. Twenty chains, crazy kid, rich nigga. I can't fuck no basic bitch. You never been no boss, you drinking Trish. You never been no shooter, use a bitch. Quake wait with me, he got stick. Huh. Pull the walkie up and drop a six. I see that in the bitch, put my city on the map. We in the mix. I fuck with it. Yeah, so that's my music pick of the week. I swear Vezo, Kodak Black is all on you. Congratulations to Vezo. Congratulations to all my niggas in the city that's making noise, getting the attentions of these labels, shit doing it independently. Dave Hill had a show a couple weeks ago. Say it ain't poor. She got her show coming up a few weeks. In a few weeks, it's a lot of movement around in the city. A lot of MCs that I'm fans of. I'm I'm happy to see you know, making those movements. Shout out to Shooter McShootem. Hit us up. He going to come through when he got his show in Hamtramck. Uh, so just a lot of movement in the city for a lot of good MCs, artists. I'm proud to see us finally getting a lot of, a lot more of the shine that we deserve. Man, Detroit, the hot spot for hip-hop, baby. It is. It is. Yeah, I got some shit coming out the city. Shout out to D-Rick. Yeah, yeah. Shout out the home team. Shout out to Rick. All right, it's time for the Benny. So, Macho, you done been here before. You know, this is the part of the show where we want to give you the opportunity to talk to the people, tell them where they can find you, where they can find the comedy at, where they can support you. Go ahead and let them know. Yo, it's Comedian Macho on the IG and Twitter. Uh, I'll never be on TikTok. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Joe Rogan. Um, Yeah, but I'm out in Vegas doing it right now. We got some big things coming up this fall. Uh, I can't wait to tell y'all about it. I can't okay. wait. To, I can't tell y'all about it right now, but the announcement is coming soon. So follow me on IG. Follow me on uh, Twitter. Uh, I got a podcast I'm on too. Uh, Views from the Seven Podcast. Y'all check us out. We record every Wednesday. Drop on Thursdays on YouTube. That's what's up. And uh, the other podcast platform. So hey man, it's a pleasure to be here with you, good brothers. Always hey man, good to be in good to have company. You back. Don't wait another two years for you come back. Twenty-two months, man. Okay, <laughs> it's, it's a whole man. pandemic. We had a whole. Yeah, pandemic. you're right. You're right. Uh, it's your man Dame three underscores three one three on Instagram, Twitter. I'm still on TikTok for the time being. Uh, when you see the blue and the black, hey, you know where the fuck you at. Shout out to my guys, the twins, interviewed me for they for they platform. So that interview should be coming out in another couple weeks. Uh, Dame after dark is still bubbling. I'm looking for a swinger couple. I want to talk to you. Uh, I do got another guest lined up. I'm not going to give out her info or what she does, but I'm looking forward to interviewing her and just more Dame After Darks, man. So they should be coming up soon. When you see the blue and the black, you know where the fuck you at. It's Shop Talk Podcast, baby. Uh, shout out to Macho for stopping through. Shout out to y'all for 327 weeks of fire. You feel me? Um, man, it's a time, man. It's a, it's a strange time out here in the world. You feel yeah, me? It is. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of confusion uh, that goes on with a lot of things. Some things that don't sit right with your soul that you will see on television is a reason it don't sit right with your soul. Don't go with the program just to go with the program. Listen to listen to listen to that inner voice. Some of this shit ain't right. 
Um, and it's always going to be a situation where it's like, maybe this or maybe that. It's never going to, it's never going to be blatant. It's always going to be a situation where it's going to test you. But stay true because some of this shit ain't for you, man. And it's not for us. You feel me? Uh, all that being said, when you see the blue and the black, you know where you at. Shop Talk Podcast Studio, book some time. I'm not saying we the Rockefeller Podcast, but we are Jan Dang. Hell yeah. Peace.